pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get back to the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. All right, welcome back. We're the Connor Happer Show. You're on 1620 The Zone and on 1620thezone.com. Connor Happer, Josh Hudson with you. We're joined on the 42 Degrees, the source hotline by Bomani Jones. The right time with Bomani Jones, the podcast. He joins us now on the phone. Bomani, good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, I'm sure you're wondering why you're uh, why you're coming on Sports Talk Radio in Omaha. It's very simple. It's because number one, I think we're we're fans of yours, and number two, we just wanted to you know chop it up a little bit and, and talk about the Super Bowl, which you had a uh, a very interesting lead up and you know a uh, a nice lead into the Super Bowl during the AFC Championship game, watching the football game with a psychopath and Nick Wright. <laughs> I would first like to note that I'm not, like, y'all speak English in Omaha, so I'm not terribly surprised <laughs> that you have you on your radio station. Like, we got the baseline covered. But, yes, being there with a crazy person was quite the, like, I imagine, I hadn't really given this a lot of thought, but I, I imagine that territory you're in is kind of split between Chiefs and Bears fans. It's mostly Bears? Chiefs. It's mostly Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. I was, I don't, I don't know if any of you guys are as crazy about this as Nick is, but Nick is, Nick is, is, whoo. That was an experience, Jack. So it's a it's a real life thing. We've we've talked about it the entire like. Actually, it's been throughout really the Mahomes run as they've gotten more confident and more confident and more cocky. Like you you mentioned it, we're we're like inside of it here. And if you're not a Chiefs fan around here, which some aren't, um, like it's it's really difficult to get away from Chiefs fans in general. I can't even I can't even begin to imagine sort of my confidence level if I had Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback as as a fan. And I know that I'm going to – I know that I have him right now and I'm never going to be out of any game and that it's going to be like this for at least the next, like, 12 to 15 years of everybody's lives. You know, so I wonder how this goes, though, for the Chiefs fan. And I ask this because uh, when they played the Super Bowl um, in, after the 2020 season, I was just like, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. And then the game started, and they started putting the starters up on the screen, and I saw that Mike Rivers was playing left tackle, and I immediately knew <laughs> I had made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and what 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 happened after that was so wild is, and I don't care what anybody says, I don't think I've ever seen anything more impressive than Mahomes in that game. I just couldn't believe it. Like, it was, it was losing no matter what the stats were. I just watched him do things I didn't think were possible. But I did learn that you can lose with him. That, 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 that was the moment that humbled me. I was like, damn. I guess I need to start paying a little more attention before I make these picks. But you couldn't have told me coming into that game that you could ever lose with having that guy. That being said, I don't think they're going to lose this game this time because I don't think you can lose having that guy. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I'm I'm leaning toward the Chiefs as well. I was I was sort of looking up last night. Um, his his like, I mean, he's getting to the point now, although it's still very early in his career, where you could kind of start to to match him up and look at playoff success and things like that. And the quarterbacks that he's taken down in the playoffs, I mean, there's been, you know, there's, there is your Jimmy Garoppolo. There is your like corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. 
Um, you know, there is like Ryan Tannehill in there, but it's also Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson and, and, and Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen a whole bunch of times and Lamar Jackson. And then I, and then I tried to match it up Bomani with, with like what Brady had done in his career and not that, you know, he didn't take down big time quarterbacks, but he had documented struggles against Peyton Manning during his playoff run. Like we're actually getting to the point now this early where we could start to match up things like that. And it's kind of crazy to me. Well, the weird thing about the Brady career that nobody really talks about because you don't think about it because it started and once it started, we didn't bother to follow up, is that by the time it was over, Peyton Manning's teams had a winning record over Tom Brady's teams and head-to-head matchups. Yep. Like, it didn't start that way, but it ended that way because Tom Brady has this weird quirk of his career, and who knows, maybe this will happen to Patrick Mahomes, but to me, the best period of Brady's career, like performance-wise, is that middle part. It's kind of like 2005, 2011, or 12 or so. And that's the stretch when Tom Brady didn't win any Super Bowls. Like, that's why, like, the straight line, your quarterback wins you the Super Bowl gets weird. Because the best of Tom Brady, I would argue, did not win Super Bowls for a whole, you know, whole host of reasons when it came down to it. But for me, this ain't about stacking a resume. So, Brady has so many Super Bowl wins that it's just there, right? It's like, you can't make an argument. It's very difficult at the very least to make an argument against him because with the absolute prize, he's got it. However, I got eyeballs, man. And the way that I make this comparison is you can tell me that Tiger Woods did not get to 18 matches like Jack Nicklaus did, but that ain't really got nothing to do with what I saw, right? Like that's not yep. – I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a point with Mahomes where I'm not trying to make the case here. I'm just asking people to stop being stupid and look up and see what you see. And, and- – <laughs> And it's crazy. Well, is it is it crazy to to like make those sort of declarations this early in his career? I mean, you know, after after a couple more years, we're going to be looking up and saying it's not early anymore. But it it it, it sounds crazy to to compare the two against each other. But like you just said, you know, we have eyes. We can see what's going on. This guy undoubtedly propels his team to a completely different level. It only sounds crazy if you're trying to write a thesis. Right. Right. Like, it sounds crazy if you're like, wow, I have to go write a five paragraph essay to justify my position on this. Yeah, it's going to be a little tricky for you to pull off. If you just look at it and see what it's been or consider the fact that he's been to four Super Bowls in six years as a starter, that the only two losses that he's had short of the Super Bowl in the playoffs came in overtime. And the one Super Bowl loss was literally in the other team's home stadium. (laughs) And Mike Remmers was your left tackle. Like, I mean, it's right there. Now, we're going to see what happens down the line. We're going to see, you know, where this all picks up, and we'll see what ends if you're just trying to, like, stack these things up or add it up in order to make the case. I personally don't feel the need to justify my opinion to other people like that. I see what I see here. Show me the flaw. I personally have never seen anything like this before. Uh, Why have you decided to – curse the Detroit Lions even further than they're already cursed. I'm I'm confused by this. I how, how did I curse the Detroit that's Lions? What, that's what people cursed. are saying. That's what people are saying. They're like, that's why what, did you join the saying. fan base? That's what they're saying, and all I'm saying is they ain't never been as good as they had been since I showed up. <laughs> how about that? I, just, I decided, because I grew up rooting for the Falcons, but then when the quarterback went to jail for fighting dogs, I decided that that was a foolhardy mission. <laughs> but I reached a point where I realized, man, like I've been doing this job for long enough, and it's real easy for you to get kind of detached from things. And I wanted the good feelings that people get to have when they root for a sports team, but it's too easy to be like, I root for the Chiefs now. That's not going to work. I like 
Dan Campbell's get down. There's a lot of things about the way they're running that team that I like, and I like the way that they play. So I decided I'm getting on board with that. But, yeah, I had somebody try to tell me that because I used to root for the Falcons that I cursed the Lions with my energy. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to curse the Lions? <laughs> they're like, already, like, they're already pretty well cursed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you mean we're cursing the Lions? You need to be worried. I think those people need to be far more worried about what the hell the Lions going to do to me. <laughs> uh, speaking, I mean, you said you're on board with the Dan Campbell train. Did that, uh, you know, where, where'd that train end up on Sunday? Oh, no. It, I mean, here's why I don't have a problem with what he did in terms of going for those fourth downs. Because once you start living like that, you can't stop. And if this is the way that you've kicked it the whole time, and then all of a sudden at the end you say, yo, we got to go get the field goal here, you are basically telling your team, the team that you've been telling all year long, this belief that you have in them, that you're going to go for all of these because you believe in them, you're sitting up and telling them that you don't. And you can't ever do that once you make the decision that you're going to kick it the way that he kicked it. And look, that one play, the dude dropped the ball. They had it. He just dropped the ball. After that one, I would have gone for it too. Like, I'm not putting – I'm not putting that game in the hands of a kicker, the Lions fans, or the hands, I guess that's ironic, but the hands of a kicker that Lions fans don't even necessarily feel that good about. He's got a way that he gets down. It worked up until a point, and that game it didn't. Oh, well. But when I saw Jerry Goff, they asked him about going aboard on fourth down, he just looked at the camera and said, love it, love it. We just got to get it done. I never had another question about what that man did. Hey, on the other side, on the on the 49ers side, have you um... – how far have you dove into the Brock Purdy take market that's out there right now? It feels like everybody has to have a very, very succinct, like, one minute, he's good, he's bad thing on him. What do you think? I think that at this point, and I think that with young quarterbacks, we would probably do ourselves well to look at it like this. You just got to take it day by day, right? I don't need to have a referendum right now about how good Brock Purdy will be down the line. Um, I think Jalen Hurts last year is a very good example. Jalen Hurts got it done in that Super Bowl. I wasn't sure that he could do it. I mean, I couldn't say he – I was not in the position to say that he couldn't, but I wasn't sure that he could. And then he went out there and he got it done. It doesn't matter what he did this year in terms of what the discussion was on that day. On that day, he got it done. Brock Purdy got it done on the day that he needed to get it done last week. And what he demonstrated, if nothing else, is he ain't show you whether he's going to get it done every time he's in one of those situations, but shows you that he can. There's some people that we've seen at points where you know that they can't. We know that this dude can do it. He has limitations, certainly. He can get wobbly. He looks scared in that first half, but he can also pull it together. And so with the sample size being as small as it is with a dude like this, We don't have to be like, oh, he's a franchise quarterback. Oh, he's an MVP. None of that matters. Are the 49ers capable of winning a Super Bowl with him? Yes. Is it also possible that he could be the reason that they don't win a Super Bowl? Yes. But the fact that they can win one with him, this league is full of dudes that you cannot say that about. And you can say it about him. Hey, are you you going to Super Bowl week in in Vegas for any portion of it? Yeah, I'm going for the week of the Super Bowl. I will certainly be out of there before the game itself. So what are you expecting in terms of just, I mean, that entire thing in Vegas, whether it's media and play? I know the, they got the players staying like, you know, 25 miles away, probably a smart call by, by Roger Goodell there. Like, what are you expecting as far as the show of the week at the biggest event in sports in Vegas of all places? I mean, I thought it was going to be a lot more fun if Detroit was going to be showing up, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. 
I mean, honestly, it was going to be a little more fun if Baltimore showed up also. Don't get me wrong. These hardy Midwestern values coming down. I'm not saying it's a bad thing necessarily, but it was going to be much more interesting, like, clothing-wise if we had got <laughs> these other uh, teams to come down. But, you know, the thing about Vegas is, and this will be interesting to see, it doesn't matter what's going on in Vegas. It doesn't feel like it, right? Like, it always just feels like Las Vegas. So when you go for Summer League, for example, it feels like Summer League because there's a lot more 6'10 people walking around. <laughs> um, but what I want to see out of this is the people who just decide they're going to come because this is what they this is just what they're going to do. Um, it, it's going to be a lot. I will definitely agree on that part. Uh, Bomani, you're kind of a music aficionado. I want to get your opinion on Usher at the halftime oh, show. Yes. Is, is there a play he can run to – make us forget that Taylor Swift is in the building? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got to do his songs. Like, I think Usher is one of those people that it's kind of easy to forget how famous he was at his peak and how many hits he had. Like, I went to a Janet Jackson concert a few years ago, and I'm not saying he's Janet Jackson, but I'm not the biggest Janet Jackson fan in the world. The next thing I knew, the songs were playing, and I knew them all, right? He's going to be in that place. What's going to be interesting, though, is this is kind of an adaptation of that Vegas show he does. And, I mean, are they going to let him have strippers on roller skates at the Super Bowl? Is there any way he's going to be able to sneak that in? Because if he is, maybe I'm down. Like, I found the show otherwise to be in the good, not great range. But if he's going to have strippers on roller skates, baby, hey, man, it's a new day. Yeah. It's, it, it has an opportunity to be really good. If we, I say we just throw it back like like we all we're, – we're already trending this way. We're already going back to the time – in, in our country when like Usher was was really really big we're going back to the mid 2000s anyway let's just let's just do the whole thing I say why not and the Super Bowls in Vegas would be the perfect place for it there you go you got the right idea I'm down for it uh Bomani Jones the podcast the right time with Bomani Jones releases Monday Wednesday Friday at 11 a.m Bomani thanks for doing this man I appreciate it have fun in Vegas and uh look forward to whatever's coming next no problem man you guys have a good one all right there he goes that's Bomani Jones who clearly does this for a living, you know? Yeah. We, we, takes, we takes, couldn't takes, rattle takes, him. Takes, takes, yeah. takes, takes. I love it. Um, I I am so excited. Like, I'm weary, but I'm also excited to have the Mahomes versus the greatest conversation. And I, I, like, I think it makes sense why it's starting to happen right now considering what that team was this year, what people thought of that team this year, and what he's done now. I mean, the numbers just in the playoffs for him, not just this year, but throughout his playoff career are just, I mean, they're, they're staggering. They're unbelievable. It's MVP level if you copied and pasted it over a regular season. And so, once again, I think you'll be surprised when I sort of tell you the names here in a little bit um, and sort of what both of them have done. Like, we get a tweet here. From Chad, who says, Hi, Chad. Uh, this quarterback versus quarterback comparison is so misleading and irritating. It should be more quarterback versus defense. Yes, the other quarterback has to command his team against your defense, too. But when a quarterback walks on the field, he's not going against the other quarterback. Um, Sure. I, You're right. Yeah, guys, but come on. We we know this is, this is how it works. It's a quarterback-driven sport. It's a quarterback-driven sport, and the best quarterbacks win titles – and we have very few examples ever of bad quarterbacks winning Super Bowls. In fact, we we have, I, I mean, Trent Dilfer is always the one who gets mm-hmm. thrown under the bus. Sorry, Trent, but it's probably the truth. Like, I'm actually not sorry. Bad, at, bad to average quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl, it just doesn't happen. So ultimately, 
your legacy when you are that good, when you are clearly the best player in your sport, goes up against the other quarterbacks who have done the same thing, you know, who have who have similar resumes, who have won titles, who have won MVPs, who have done all these other things, and the titles are the tiebreakers, the rings, of, the rings of the tiebreakers, and like, I mean, it's incredible. Four four Super Bowls in six years. He's got a chance to win a third. He's got mm-hmm. a chance to go back to back already. He's what twenty eight, twenty seven years old. Uh. Mahomes' age feels uh, like he's, he's twenty-eight. He was born in September of nineteen ninety-five. Wow. So yeah, I mean, trust me, I, I I'm weary about it too. I don't I don't like the idea of it just as much as anybody else. I don't like I don't love having the whole big Michael Jordan versus LeBron James conversation. But the reason that I'm going to bring it up today is because it it feels like it's the first time that we can really have the conversation and it not be totally projecting what his next 10 years might mm-hmm. look like. It's here. The He's sec- already a top five quarterback of all time. If, if, if God, if God forbid he walked out on the street today and got hit by a bus, right? he's a hall of famer. It's unbelievable. And regard, I, I couldn't tell you his uh, game log for one playoff game this season. But I can tell you it's his most impressive job to date. Yeah. Going on the road, beating the quarterbacks that he beat, the way that the team won when nobody thought they had an offense that was worth a hoot. And they're in the Super Bowl again. It's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, we'll come back. We'll, we'll stay a couple minutes before we get to Alan Bell. Um, so I want to update Josh on uh, the things that were going on in the Internet yesterday. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> this will help. This is really helpful, actually. So um, we'll do that when we return on the Connor Happer Show. Thanks to Bomani Jones, and nice job, Josh. Good good get. Good get. And now you got Bomani Jones' number. You could just you know, send him a texty text. Send the contact. If you want to, you want to, you got a really good take, hey. just fire it off. Let me let me bounce this happens. one off you, Bo. All right. Uh, we'll come back with more next on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.